Ron and I have a lot to sort out this morning, especially when it comes to Surrey. Once again, Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun joins us now. Good morning, Vaughn. Oh, good morning, Simi. Okay, the gift that keeps on giving, which is the community of Surrey. We're, we're going to dive into this Ethics Commissioner report here because it there's a lot more to this. It's, it's actually quite complicated. It is complicated. At first read, it looked like the Ethics Commissioner had said that uh, one member of Surrey Council uh, was in a conflict of interest and led to the conclusion that Councillor should not have voted in the original decision back November the 15th by Surrey Council to go back to the RCMP. But when you read the report in detail, there's a lot more to it than that. So first of all, The commissioner said that Councillor Stutt was not in a personal financial conflict of interest. That's conflict of interest as we understand it. Uh, He he said, however, there was a problem with the fact that his son worked at the time for the RCMP. And based on that, I think a reasonable conclusion would say that Councillor Stutt shouldn't have voted. That would have made a tie vote. That would might have might have negated what Surrey Council was doing, but and this is the biggest but: the commissioner did not recommend any action by Surrey Council because, as he noted, Stutt's son no longer works for the RCMP, so the matter is moot. And as we noted yesterday, Simi, last week Surrey Council voted six to three to stay the course and go back to the RCMP. So even if Scott shouldn't have been voting then, and the commissioner's not saying he shouldn't have voted then, even if um, that had happened, um, it would have been 5-3. So it would have still been decisive. And council, even though we didn't know publicly the findings against Stutt, the report went to council before the vote last week. So everybody on council knew the situation. So, you know, I suppose there's an opening here for a legal challenge to go back to what happened on November the 15th, but I don't know so that would succeed. I think there's been an awful lot of water, never mind political blood under the bridge since then, and I think Surrey Council's decision would stand up to a court test. Here's what I think. I, and, you know, you read through this report and also obviously the ethics commissioner doesn't have a lot of teeth, right? There's not a lot mm-hmm. the commissioner can do. I view this as out. any politician should avoid something yeah. where it looks like they have influence. My feeling is Councillor Stutt should not have voted in this first vote, right, when his son was still employed by the RCMP. But I think overall with all of this report aside, what did the mayor know? The mayor yeah. must have known that Councillor Stutt had family involvement in the RCMP. And if she knew, why did she allow him to participate in the vote? Well, there's a couple of other things that I guess one would say putting it into the balance. Uh, Stutt says, well, his son was looking for a new job even before that. So, and he'd made an election promise. So his view was that uh, he should vote because he said he would and because his son was on his way out with the RCMP. And it sounds like the commissioner in this, I think, fair-minded, nuanced report accepted that too because he says, you know, that he recognizes that Stutt thought he was doing the right thing. So, no, I mean, I agree with you. This thing is messy. 
It's been messy for a long time. Mayor um, Locke came out yesterday and attacked purveyors of misinformation on this, but... You know, it would have been better if Mayor Locke had come out yesterday and said, okay, in retrospect, he shouldn't have voted, but the matter is closed now. And it is. I I think a court challenge over this would be a waste of time. In the long run, this is something the voters in Surrey are going to have to deal with. And the one thing we can say of a certainty is that whatever happens – the Surrey ratepayers are going to be paying more for policing services, whichever way it goes. They already are paying more. Uh, that is very true. Still waiting to hear from you know Minister Mike yeah. Farnworth on that. They're going over that report from Surrey. So this this isn't even done yet. No, no. And you know, uh, let's see. The last time they reviewed the Surrey report uh, took two months. I th- I, I'm kind of hoping it won't take that long. Uh, but I expect I wouldn't be surprised if it you know takes the rest of this month before we get a definitive response from Mike Farnworth on whether or not the province is going to let this thing go the way Surrey wants it to go, or is Farnworth going to come out and say, your report's not good enough, and reject it. That still doesn't end it, by the way, because you'd, the province would still, if it rejects Surrey's report, have to step in and order Surrey under the powers in the Police Act New Democrats are very reluctant to do this, but at the, end, the only way they can really close the file on this is to either say, yes, Surrey, go ahead, or no, Surrey, you can't, and we're going to force you to proceed with the Surrey Policing Service. All right, more, as always, to come on that one. But I, I really want to make sure we get to this next story, and this has to do with yeah. the Royal BC Museum, which we know that the CEO quit, but we're finding out more about why. Yeah, well, they announced that CEO Alicia Dubois was resigning and, you know, did the usual late Friday afternoon thing that governments do, and they don't really want to talk about it. So Friday afternoon, 4 o'clock, Alicia Dubois is leaving the Royal BC Museum, $300,000 a year job, She'd been in it 16 months, and they said, well, you know, personal, professional reasons. Well, our colleague, Rob Shaw, has been at the museum ever since then on their case, released the resignation letter. Oh, they didn't want to do that because, you know, it's personal and everything. And he points out they are a public entity. They're governed by access to information law. So finally, yesterday, they released the letter grudgingly to Shaw, and we now see. Alicia Dubois left, she says it in a resignation letter, because the NDP reversed the mandate for the Provincial Museum makeover. It left her unable to complete the job she was hired to do, quote, I was hired to build and create a modern, progressive, inclusive museum. That's not happening as far as she's concerned. She's moving on. And uh, I think she's seeking money, uh, travel expenses, too. They paid her $4,000 in travel expenses to bring her hair from Alberta. I guess she's going back to Alberta, and she wants them to pay her way back. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, for 16 months. Now, obviously, things changed dramatically yeah. during that time, right? Because she was hired when Melanie Mark was the minister there. She was hired when Melanie Mark was the minister. She was hired when John Horgan's personal nominee was on the board of the Royal BC Museum, Carol James. We know her well. James came out and said Dubois was the right choice for what the government wanted to do. And you will remember, one of the big things they wanted to do was decolonize the exhibits in the museum. They'd already begun tearing them out on the third floor. And we're going to put them back. 
There was then the whole $800 million makeover, close the museum for eight years. Dubois was brought in to do all that. She was doing her job. I think she actually has a fair case to make that they pulled the rug, they, they recruited her, appointed her, praised her, and then pulled the rug out from under her. So for political reasons, she's gone. And, and frankly, I think she's, uh, you know, to be fair to her, um, they did change the job they hired her to do. So she's gone. Uh, Lana Popham, the minister uh, that came in, uh, look, Popham, I think, correctly gauged the mood of the community. Uh, she's putting back Old Town. It's reopening on the 29th of July. She says it's going to be a great celebration of the People's Museum. The hunt is on for a new CEO, more in keeping with the NDP's current agenda for the museum, not the previous one. And they hope to have somebody in place for that job by fall. They've got an interim CEO right now. All right. Thank you so much for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi.